Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I am a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of human trafficking, child abuse, and of course, knowing how to respond to the question. Over the following weeks and months, I'm going to take a look at some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way that you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of this show, where I'll be sharing not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of this show. So we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. So we can talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about the sex tourism industry in Gambia. I was doing some research recently and came across an article in reference to a Channel 4 documentary. Now, for those of you who do not know in the UK, Channel 4 is a local channel where the most bizarre, strange, disturbing programs will be aired. However, there are a lot of great documentaries and Panorama, which is where a lot of undercover investigative programs are aired. In fact, I saw a documentary in relation to young girls being sold for sex, enticed into the sex industry when they left their home country, I believe it may have been Nigeria, and came over to India. I've spent a lot of time in India, and so I was very surprised to hear this. I have seen Nigerian men there, but I did not realize that they were actually sending over girls, inviting girls over, and saying they would be supported as a student, that they could enjoy being amongst people that are similar to themselves. In other words, they could be a part of this community when in fact they're being sold to the Nigerian men. Many of these men are footballers, others may be students, but the point is there's a community of Nigerian men in India, in Delhi and in other parts, and these men have the choice, if I can use that term, of purchasing not just Indian prostitutes who are available in Mumbai, Calcutta, where we have thousands of prostitutes, but they even have women from Africa, from parts of Africa. Now, this documentary on Channel 4, according to the Daily Star newspaper, is about sex on the beach. And what it was doing was exploring the sex tourism trade of the Gambia. Now, you may be surprised to hear this if you've not seen, or if you do not know of this documentary. This documentary, and according to the article, the shocking documentary, it looks into female sex tourism, and that is where elderly British women flock to meet young Gambian men to engage in sexual relationships with these men. Now, the article goes on to say that many of these older women who are in retirement age have husbands back home, are in long-term romantic relationships back home in England, but they come over to Gambia for the purpose of having sex with these young black men. And having a look at the article, it, it describes how on Tuesday night, September 28th, Channel 4 documentary, 
sex on the beach. Sei goes to a strip of bars where he notices a lot of young men positioning themselves outside the bars. Cameras capture the old women dancing with their younger counterparts, while one clip even shows a pair walking, holding hands on the beach. As I look at the picture that I see, there is an older woman with, I guess you can call it a walking stick. It's a crutch, but I'm going to call it a walking stick. And you see these men loitering outside the bars. And as I look at that, I think it's very sad because these men, I'm going to say that they're desperate for finances. I'm not going to say they're desperate for sex. I don't understand the situation of Gambia in relation to the poverty level, but I'm going to say that there is poverty in Gambia in the same way we have poverty in the UK. It is not an African problem. It is a worldwide problem. No matter the wealth of a country, even the Middle East, you will find people there who are impoverished. If we refer to the Middle East, I'm thinking of individuals who maybe have engaged in sex outside of marriage, who have engaged in a relationship with somebody outside of their culture, race, ethnicity, have engaged in a relationship outside of marriage, if you get my point, and I'm referring to the women here, not the men. In such an instance, if a girl is raped and gets pregnant, if a girl is raped, she's lost her virginity as a result of rape. In certain communities in the Middle East, she'll be ostracized outside of her community, her family. There is shame, and that's why we have something called honor killings, which is when the father, the brother, would much rather kill the daughter, kill the sister, than honor to and shame to be taken against their family, if that makes sense. And so, as I said, despite not knowing the situation in Gambia, what I can certainly say is that if poverty can exist in the US, if poverty can exist in the UK and in the Middle East, for the reasons I've explained, then it certainly exists in Gambia. And we do know that there is a lot of poverty in Africa. However, having been to Ghana, I can certainly say that when I went to Ghana and I've been there on three occasions, I will tell you the truth and I say this in complete transparency and honesty. On no occasion did I ever see somebody dying of AIDS, dying of starvation, with their bones sticking out, with bloated stomachs. I never saw that. But I can say in India, I have seen people who were skeletal, where I could see their ribcage. And that broke my heart. And so when I went to India, and I've been there many a time, and I saw this, it broke my heart. And in fact, I would feed people who I saw. Now, I know about the whole teach a person to fish, but even in the Bible, when Jesus was there, five loaves, two fishes, that story, he fed the people first. And I believe we need to meet the immediate need of a person. Once you've met their immediate need of food, of accommodation, of provision, then they're willing to listen. Then they have the strength to be taught to fish. And so, as I say, being to Ghana, I've been to Morocco, which doesn't technically count, but being to Ghana, Many times, having not seen this, having seen wealth, having seen beautiful big homes, having seen poverty, I will say that Gambia will, of course, have poverty because poverty, it is not specific to a race. It is specific to the world. It exists everywhere. And just looking at this picture, these men are standing outside. Now, unlike when I visit Angeles Pampanga and I see the prostitutes outside on street corners, these men are not dressed in a provocative way because, of course, they're men. They're not dressed in any way that would be alluring. What I mean is they're not in kind of hot pants or speedos or anything like that. They're not topless. They're dressed casually. In fact, if you did not know about sex on the beach, if you did not know about this documentary or about sex tourism in Gambia with old white women coming over there to have sex with young men, 
you would have no idea what you're seeing. And these men, if I look at their faces, it's a side profile. They look, I don't want to say uncomfortable, apprehensive. They don't know, if I can even use this word, how successful they're going to be. Because I know that might sound strange, successful, but let's look at it as, as these women would see it, right? Who am I going to pick tonight? This is exploitation. This is not okay under any circumstances. When you have sex with these men, number one, these men may have STDs, HIV, AIDS. You have the possibility of contracting that. Number two, there's the possibility that you may have an STD, which they will contract. Now, these women, I'm going to go so far as to say that they're above the age of childbearing, so there's no possibility of them getting pregnant. Now, as the article continues, Say meets up with a 57-year-old called Jackie. She moved to the Gambia from the UK three years ago, and she mentions this unusual scene of white women flying over to visit the country. And she makes the statement, they're coming here to go on their little sex holidays, aren't they? They leave their husbands in the UK and come here to have fun with a black man and go back to their husband. This is sad. This is really sad. And I see another article of a very old woman with a young black guy. Jackie, who has had several relationships with Gambian men, describes the place as a paradise. Now, I'm not a black man, so I can't understand what it would feel like to be a black man reading this article watching this documentary but i personally feel that these men are being abused that these men are being taken advantage of that without being rude inappropriate racist discriminatory you are leaving your white western country and going over to a black country for paradise that just seems so wrong on all counts because what are you trying to say that black men are paradise i mean not being funny there are black men in the UK. Why do you need to go overseas for paradise when we live in a very diverse country? Think about it. Is it because when you go over to paradise, you're going to have the upper hand because these men are impoverished and they will do anything that you want. They will be at your whim because of the poverty that exists in Gambia. Whereas in the UK, we have benefits. We have jobs. We speak the language. We have so much. The pound is so strong. It's stronger than the euro, stronger than the dollar. So when you try to have sex with a black man in the UK, it's not going to be as easy to do so because he doesn't need your money. The government is throwing so much money at us people. And of course, things are changing that he doesn't need to lower his standards having sex with an unattractive, old, overweight. You understand? He doesn't need to do that. Because he can find an attractive, beautiful, young, white woman that he can have a relationship instead of being purchased, instead of being sold for sex, instead of being bought for sex, if that makes sense. I just, I don't understand it. And then there's this picture and it says most of them get intimate and often look for sex with the locals. I'm just disgusted by this. And Jackie goes on to say, you can have two, three different men in a day if that's what you want. I'm not going to say she's speaking from experience. I don't want to make that assumption. But I'm going to say that what she's saying probably has some validity to it. And in other words, these women are behaving like the male sex tourists who go over to the Philippines and engage in sex with underage girls and boys, engage in sex with beautiful women. Why? Because they can't get a beautiful woman in the UK. They would have to pay for that. 
And she goes on to say, you can be wearing your scruffy clothes, it doesn't matter. They see the white skin, then one chance. And, and that is really sad because, unfortunately, in a lot of the world, in Asia, in Africa, there is this belief that the white person is a god. And even when I'm in India, the Indians want to touch the skin of a white person. They want to take photographs. They want to be in a relationship with them. And so you are exploiting and taking advantage of these people. Because as she's saying very clearly, you can wear whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Think about how degrading that sounds. In other words, I'm going to go there. You don't even need to take a shower. You don't even need to have good personal hygiene. All that matters is your skin is white. These men don't even have standards of the type of woman they're going to go with. They don't have standards. Let's go back to the Philippines and assume that these Filipino women have standards in the sense of they will only go with certain customers. In other words, a customer who's really old because then he's not going to strangle her or rape her or a customer who's very young because he, he's possibly going to marry her. So what I'm saying is in the Philippines, I would say that the women have standards. I'm going to say they have standards, either very old, less chance of being raped, strangled, suffocated very young more of a chance of being married but here from what she's saying you can be wearing scruffy clothes it doesn't matter because as long as your skin is white now in the philippines it's not about white skin it's about a man who has money because americans go over there african-americans nigerians go over there japanese korean any ethnicity so it is not about the white skin so again they have standards here white skin we're up for that doesn't matter how you look we're up for that Say he wonders what the men are after in the relationship given the gap in culture, age, and wealth. He asks, do they say, if I come back home with you, will you give me X? In other words, what Say is describing here is that these men are looking for a way out. They're looking for an opportunity. And therefore, that may be the motivation behind why they engage in a romantic relationship or a sexual relationship with these old white women. Jackie clearly is not ashamed to be in this documentary. She's there. In all her glory, we can see her face. She looks older. I'll certainly say that. The brunette says they are not that blatant. But she adds, it's not that long after you've brought them home. They will come up with some excuse. My mum's sick. She needs to go to hospital. I need school fees. In other words, these men will find any way to give you a sob story, to tug on the heartstrings so that you will meet their financial needs. It says viewers were shocked at the scenes after watching the program. One commented, old white women preying on poor Gambian men for sex. How ugly is that? And I agree. Another said, honestly, it's disgusting. Nothing more than poverty exploitation. A viewer, however, said the documentary did not reflect her experience in the country. She wrote, they were lovely when I went. I went alone the second time and someone talked to me, but no pressure. Whether there's no pressure or not, without being rude, I think this woman is ignorant. It is not about the no pressure. She's not understanding it. She's not getting it. It's not about the men pressuring the women. It's about the women going over there like vultures to exploit these men sexually, possibly give them an STD. At the end of the day, these men, in my opinion, do not aspire for something more. They do not aspire for an education, do not aspire for paid employment because I can be a BFE. I'm going to call it that. In the Philippines, we have GFE, but I'm going to say in Gambia, this is BFE, 
boyfriend experience. These men want to be a BFE. They may not pressure people, but they don't need to pressure people because all they need to do is loiter outside of a bar and wait for an old woman to select them. Even as I say this, this saddens me because yes, we know about the exploitation of women and girls. And I guess I've become desensitized to that. I hate it. It makes me angry, but I've become desensitized to that. These men lining up outside a bar and being sexually exploited, that is not okay under any circumstances. Now, just because they are not minors does not make it okay. Because my belief and understanding is that these are not underage boys, that these women are not pedophiles. That is my belief that these women are not pedophiles, but that doesn't make it okay. Just because these men are over the age of consent, over the age of 16 or 18, does not make it okay. Because at the end of the day, exploitation is exploitation. Many prostitutes I see in the Philippines are over the age of 18. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't change the dynamics and make it sex work because they're of the age to be able to work. And as I say consistently, prostitution is never sex work and this sex tourism is prostitution these men are male prostitutes in jamaica we have something called gigolo in other words they're women who go over there to have sex with men and often with raster men these men are called gigolos right these men are prostitutes they may not consider themselves to be such but that is exactly what they are and so we have to look at this for what it is this is not okay. These are people, okay? These are people with very little means. These are people who are impoverished. Because regardless of the fact that these are women and the man has the upper hand because men are typically stronger than women, that is not the point. It just, it disgusts me. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. Even because I'm a human that thinks in pictures, even visually, Seeing this, it upsets me because these are men who are made to perform sexual acts on women. Read between the lines what goes on there. That is not okay. Maybe some of these women engage in sexual activity with these men that their husbands are unwilling to perform. Because let's be realistic. We know that in, in Christian beliefs and in many religious beliefs, the men are required to be the head and the women are required to submit. Therefore, the woman is required to be at the whims of the husband, whatever the husband wants. But many men are unwilling to submit to the sexual desires of the wife because they do not promote sex outside of marriage. So therefore, if the woman wants to engage in A, B or C, her husband will not engage in A, B or C because it's all about his sexual needs and not hers. When she goes over there, she is getting these men to engage in things that her husband has never engaged in with her. And these men are engaging in things that maybe they do not want to do. Maybe that they have never done before, but because money is involved, they're willing to do so. And in their relationship with their girlfriend, their partner, their wife, they would not even engage in such an act. This is sick on all counts. It is not a intimate sexual relationship. It is exploitation. And just because it is men and because men are wired differently does not make it okay. Men are not robots. Men have feelings and not just sexual feelings. Men have feelings. I know of a man who cried in front of me. He was hysterical. He was hysterical. In my opinion, what I saw looked like a mental breakdown. 
And when I saw his conduct and behavior, I was thinking he needs help. He needs a therapist. He is emotional. Not every man is going to have a breakdown in front of another female, is going to start crying and bawling and having a bit of a temper tantrum. But the point is, men do have emotions. Maybe when the football team wins, they express emotions of joy and cry. Maybe when their child is born, the first child that is. Whatever it may be, men have emotions. Whether they choose to display them or to keep them bottled up on the inside, men do feel. I'm not justifying, but sometimes those emotions is why the man will abuse his wife. Because his emotion is being taken out on her in the wrong way. Rather than through communication, expressing his emotion, he uses his fists or he uses his mouth by verbally abusing her. Or beyond that, psychologically abusing her, destroying her with his words. At the end of the day, God designed people, men and women, male and female. There are two genders, male and female. Females often are more emotional. We wear our heart on our sleeve. But there are men, and not just homosexual men, who also show emotions. It is not a gay thing. It is not a bisexual thing. At the end of the day, men show emotions, but maybe in different ways. And so when these women are going over there to have sex with these men, the men may stand outside the bar and look okay, but on the inside, what do they really feel? A sense of emptiness? A sense of disgust? A sense of worthlessness? Men are humans just like women. And I know of men who were sexually abused in their childhood. I know of boys who've been sexually abused. We do not know if these men were abused. We don't know their story. Some of them may have been abused. Some of them may have been abused. And although they may not be homosexual, they decide to empower themselves by using their body to make money. Because if they have been sexually exploited by females in their childhood, sexually abused in their childhood, then they may want to have the upper hand and be able to make money on the sexual exploitation by actually selling their body. On the other hand, they may have been sexually abused by males. They do not become homosexual, but because of that, they want to feel like a man. And so they go on to have sex with multiple women. I just, I, I don't even know what to say. You know, if the women were similar age to the guys, would I have a problem with it? Of course, but I wouldn't feel as bad. But when I think about the fact that these old men come over, it just makes me think of the Philippines, where these old men come over, but in Gambia, these old women come over. And like I said, I come from the UK, a diverse country, a country of diversity. And I say that because there are black men, white men, Chinese men, Korean men, Ethiopian men, Australian men. You get my point. There are men in my country from every corner of the world. Lebanese, Moroccan. My country is so diverse and I love coming from a place of diversity. But the point I'm making is these women should not have to get on a flight to have sex with a black man. There are black men in the UK they can have sex with. But it's because, in my opinion, these women want to have the upper hand. They want to continue to push this mindset that white people are gods. Why else would they go there? Because when they go there with their money... What is it? Again, we are the gods. We have the money. You do this for me. I'll do that for you. They're continuing to push this lie that white people are gods. 
And when they go over there, they feel sexy. They feel beautiful. All the things they are not. Because if they were, there would be black men in the UK that would easily come up to them and have sex with them without even money having to exchange hands. Let's be real. In my culture, men like to catcall. That's how it goes. Men like to speak out. Men like to speak out. That's just how it is. They will wolf whistle. They will call you things, whatever. That's how it is in my culture. So if you are an attractive 57-year-old white woman, you don't need to go abroad. There is so much diversity in my country, so many interracial relationships. You do not need to spend any money. You do not need to have your passport. You do not need to go through customs, immigration, and get on a flight and get a visa to have sex with a black man. You can do that in the UK. But if you want to have the upper hand, if you want to have the control, then you're going to go over to a third world country, a place with poverty, so that you can sexually exploit these men. This is not okay under any circumstances. It is wrong on all counts. It is wrong on all counts. Whether you believe in God or not, this is not okay. That is exploitation. And I'll even go so far as to say this could, depending on the circumstances, this could indeed be human trafficking. It is not okay. It is not okay under any circumstances. Thank you for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret? I trust that the information has been useful to you. I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as abuse, it enables us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered each week, then please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, Can You Keep a Secret? You can follow me, message or email me so that I can answer your questions in upcoming episodes. We can all learn from one another. And this is an educational series that I hope will impact and change not just your life, but also that of the people around you. You can find all my contact details on my website, changingcases.org. That's changing, C-A-S-E-S dot org. Remember to share this podcast with friends and family members. There are victims and survivors in your world. You just don't know it. But if we can all be educated, then the world will be a safer place. Please tune in next week for another episode.